Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt. Be sure to check us out at ourbrainshurt.com and on all social media platforms at Our Brains Hurt. Also, be sure to follow me, Ron, on Twitter at The Caffeine Punk for the latest Our Brains Hurt podcast, Punk Rock Joe Coffee, and Snubbed Records news. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt with Ron and Matt. Thanks for hanging out. What's going on? Uh, well, I just got back from the store. What'd you get? Uh, Start well, with what are we drinking? Yeah. Uh, you know, Hurricane Ida brought some people the gift of death and destruction. Yes. Uh, while others, she brought uh, her category five brought the gift of, you know, party in a bottle. Hell yeah. Party in a bottle. Yep. Party in a bottle. Category five. Hurricane. I am drinking Rosemary's Baby, Ooh. which is a pumpkin beer aged in uh, rum barrels. So it's got a, a rum taste to it. I actually hate rum, but I don't like. I don't mind this beer. So. <laughs> That's the one that um, that you guys were mentioning in that little chat we have with Billy right. and Chad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Rosemary's Baby. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the one they were saying I need to need to have because the rum. Yeah, the rum is yeah. a is a very uh, prevalent taste in there, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, but not. I mean, like I said, I hate rum, but I still like this <laughs> beer. So, well, I don't hate rum, so I want one. <laughs> rum is like the one hard liquor that I cannot drink. Actually, rum and vodka, I can't drink straight up. <laughs> oh man, seeing your fat records koozie makes me sad about my oh. fat records koozie. What's wrong with your fat records koozie? Well, I just it's all dirty and because I use it okay. so much. <laughs> yeah, like yours is all bright and you know, yeah, I've used it like vibrant <laughs> and and alive. Mine mine looks like it's been smoking two packs of cigarettes a day for 30 years and was road hard and put away wet. <laughs> Speaking of koozies, we have our brains hurt koozies coming out shortly. Um oh yeah, I should that, be here within that. the next week or so. So, I need one of those. Yeah, I will send you some. And we should have more Punk Rock Joe coffee within the next week or so as well. Can't wait I for that. I put an order for that. Yeah. So I, cur- I currently have the only two bags that are available. Oh, yeah. But you they're, do, but they're not I available. My last one. So tonight it's just Matt and I going solo. So, so good, good luck to you with being smart for the next week. Yeah. Here you go. You got us. Um, <laughs> shit. I went to my first show in over 18 months on Thursday night. Saw the Dolly Rots in Philadelphia. Um, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I bought, you know, I bought two tickets like a month ago. And then they announced that they were canceling their tour or part of it. Um, and I had assumed that the part they were canceling was the, that Philly was part of that canceled leg of the tour. Um, and then like a couple of days before that, I realized that it wasn't. They're still, they were still playing. And I was just like... I was not up to it, man. Like to be like, so to be honest, like I, I don't know, man, like my depression and anxiety has been like rising, especially during COVID, but like now coming out of it and like, I think it, I think it has to do with 
the restrictions being lifted and then not seeing them being put back in place is really bumming me out, you know? Um, and I was just like, I'm not going, no, I don't want to drive all the way up there um, to go to a show. And my wife was just like, that's really not like you. You've been looking forward to that show forever. I was yeah. like, well, you did it. All right, fuck it. I'll go. And it yeah. fucking it was awesome, like wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got emotional, to be honest with you. And I heard when they started playing, like, you know, the second song in or whatever, um, just seeing live music for the first time since COVID started um, and f- just feeling that funk kind of drain away from me was awesome. It was exactly what I needed. Um, so it was great. I got to hang out with them after the show. Uh, the super cool people. We're gonna have Kelly on this week, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Those, yeah, those guys are the um the fucking the cover that they did of the um God, it, it was on one of their older albums at this point. Oh, but a new key, brand new key, or whatever. Yeah, I've got a. Yeah, I got a I, brand new. I got a pair of roller skates. You yeah, got, yeah, I got a brand new pair. Yeah, yeah. Of roller skates. So that, good. That cover is like one of the greatest punk rock covers ever. Like it, it really is. It is. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they played that one, and I mean, like I said, it was cool. We had it was the first time I had to show my uh, vaccine passport, which was weird, but um, whatever, man. Like live music is is so, so yeah. So how so so uh, so how'd that work? Was it just like showing ID at a door, or like? Yeah, exactly. It was just basically, um, the, you know, there was a bouncer downstairs, and he asked for ID and vaccine you know proof i had i have my cardboard little piece of thing paper with me yeah um, i also took a picture that's, of it on my phone just in case yeah that's um, that's exactly the same thing that i'm yeah. doing taking a taking a picture yeah. of mine and then just put the other one in my wallet because yeah. yeah, pictures are accepted i believe right yes yes yeah, yeah. so and he just like you know matched the names and just you know that was it um it was cool and afterwards you know like they, they played i don't know 45 minutes to an hour set and then before her last song, Kelly was just like, here, you know, here's what's going to happen. We're going to play this song. I'm going to go grab my jacket. She has this jacket that she makes people sign, like the fan oh, nice. sign after the show. And uh, she's like, I'm going to grab that and I'll meet you guys outside so we could, you know, chat longer and not worry about, T- you know. Tell me it's a leather jacket. Is it a leather jacket? It's a leather jacket. No, no. Well, leather, but like leather. Le- you know, like from... Oh. Uh- like a letterman's jacket? Like, a- like you know, in high school. like the le- No, you know, it's not. It's, uh, it's all leather. It's all leather. Okay. Well, I mean, that's cool, too, but yeah, I, it's like light gray. Um, she for, made me draw a coffee cup on it. So for some reason, like just because of who that band is, I could totally see her oh, yeah. having like a high school letter. Jacket yeah, totally. Yeah. Doing that with <laughs> yeah. So she uh, she had me draw a coffee cup on it and I'm a horrible artist. Um, <laughs> so I drew like a cup kind of with like, a little swirl, like smoke coming out. And I wrote coffee on the cup. And uh, <laughs> so that's on her jacket on the back. Um but yeah, they were super cool. Her and Lewis, her husband, who plays guitar, uh, hung out with them for 15, 20 minutes or so outside. Great. Band. Yeah, it was great. Great. And then great I band. drove home uh, from Philly right after that, which wasn't bad. No, um, yeah. I mean, for, yeah. How, how as far as from you to Philly? Because it's three hours for me, so it's less for you. Oh, it's two, two hours, two hours, 15 minutes, something like that. Nice. So yeah, it's not that's, bad. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah. I've driven to New York City to see a show and drive drove home right after. Oh, I've done the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's going from yeah down here. Yeah, well, I was a lot younger too at the time. I yeah, don't know if I would know, do me that. Me too. Now, yeah, me too. Though yeah. I mean, that was those days were ah uh, New York City. Yeah, ah uh, New York. Yeah, 
9-11, New York. I was oh, yeah. just in New York a couple weeks ago. That was ago. yesterday. 20 yeah. years, man. It's been 20 fucking years. Crazy. 20 years. Uh, all right. Well, all right. So since so since that's a thing, um, let's tell our stories. Where, where were you when it happened? I was working at Lexus of Annapolis. Um, oh, you were selling cars. Look at you. Oh, and I was working in the parts department. Oh, I was a parts dealer. So let's say I can see Ron as a car salesman, that yeah, big right. suit, big ring. <laughs> yeah. You're going to buy a car from me. <laughs> no, there's no negotiation. You're going to buy it. <laughs> Sold. So I sell six every cars time. a day. Every time. <laughs> salesman of the month again. Uh, well, yeah, I was working at Lexus of Annapolis. Uh, I remember watching, we had the TV on because the parts department was kind of the parts counter looked into the waiting area for the customers who were having their cars worked on. And there was, a, you know, there's a TV in there. <clears throat> so, you know, we're constantly walking by and looking at the TV. And I remember somebody coming in and saying, hey, some dumbass flew his plane into the one of the Twin Towers. At the time, we thought it was just some moron in like a Cessna or some shit. Yeah. Because we heard reports of a plane hitting, you know, and the last thing I thought of was that a fucking airliner hit the goddamn trade center. So we're watching the TV waiting to laugh at this guy and they start showing the smoke. And as I'm watching it, we saw the other one hit live on TV. And we're like, that was a big plane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, we, you know, we watched them both hit. And then we got word that, you know, the Pentagon was hit and there was rumor, there was talk about a, another one that was about to hit the Capitol. I remember like uh, people were freaked out downtown. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was, I had, let's see, I was joining, I was, I tried to join the Navy right before then. Uh, I wanted to go in as a flight officer. And I failed oh, so part of that test. So I didn't you get... wanted to be up on deck, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be goose basically. Yeah. Yeah. You um, wanted to be the co-pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I failed one part of the test. So they offered me like a job as like a, what is it? Like a, like a stock officer, like an officer, basically like a, what the, what the fuck are they called? I don't know. But basically my job, if I would have gone in as an officer, my job would have been like, to manage the, the stores on the ship like basically i would have been like a, a, a manager of a store but on the ship right and that didn't appeal to me at all so yeah i don't um, want to be a fucking sailor either yeah or a, or a <laughs> yeah, seaman sales, for that yeah. matter neither yeah there's nothing so, that sounds appealing about that yeah so um thanks thanks for your service though you know all the yeah. guys that did do it yeah, yeah. so uh so then at the you know that was going through that when 9-11 happens and then i just enlisted um found out about you know they needed a lot of linguists i knew that coming out of the navy with a security clearance and a foreign language i would be more set up than being like a supply officer that was what it was called a supply officer so <clears throat> even though i could have been an officer i went and enlisted just because of the opportunities when i got out and it paid off um but yeah so i enlisted Right after 9-11, um, I actually graduated from boot camp on the one-year anniversary of 9-11. Oh. Um, but it's fucked up. Um, so we graduated. So we took, so at Navy boot camp, you have like this 
but last night it's called battle stations you're basically you they wake you up at 10 at like 11 o'clock at night <clears throat> everybody knows it's going to happen so nobody really goes to sleep but they wake you up at like 11 o'clock at night and all night long you have to go through these situations like you know a fire on the ship or you know all the all these different things and at six o'clock in the morning you finish and as long as you passed you know you have you're officially a sailor um <laughs> so we finished on 9 that's, that's what she said yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because they they you march you go right from there you march right into the cafeteria and there's like steaks and sauce they make like this huge awesome meal for you which is awesome after two months of just fucking you know regular boot camp food but so we graduated on the 11th that morning and then oprah winfrey came to boot camp and the that people who weird. started their test on the 11th and who finished on the 12th they all got like all these things. Oprah gave them all sorts of like cameras and shit, and they were like on her show. And I was like, motherfucker, like, we grew out, we finished it on 9 11. So, like, <laughs> so we got you to tell a bunch of guys that just graduated from boot camp in the Navy, like, hey, Oprah's gonna be here. That's <laughs> sweet. <laughs> that's that's exactly yeah. what we needed. I, mean, I was <laughs> hoping that Oprah would be oh, here. Oprah. I, I was feel, like, I, I feel like I could cry to her. <laughs> should I go into town and get laid, or should I stay here and hang out with Oprah? Because oh, uh, you go into town, <laughs> even if you don't get laid, it's still probably better. Oh yeah, unless but, you're getting you know, laid. Whatever. By Oprah. She's like, she gave everybody a car. Like, yeah, she gave, she gave, <laughs> she gave fucking like a hundred and some housewives a fucking new car. No. But some guys that just graduated boot camp <laughs> and are about to Digital put their cameras. lives on the line to go to fucking war. She's like, oh, here's a. Here's here's a fucking fake plant and uh <laughs> and in a wheelbarrow. Good job, guys. <laughs> That's my story. What about you? So I was uh I was working nights. Um and it was uh so I was asleep when it happened. Uh I was working for like the <laughs> the seventh busiest pizza hut in the nation delivering pizzas. I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to make that job sound better than it actually was, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I had gotten off work the night before and, uh, you know, probably like 11 or midnight or something and, uh, probably had gone out cause I lived downtown here in Fredericksburg, you know, it's like 22 years old. Um, I lived like right like on the same block is like the most popular hole in the wall in the city at that point so there was a lot of hijinks <laughs> to be had at that time because you know i didn't have to be at work the next day till 5 p.m so um yeah 22 year old me probably like broke into alum springs pool and went skinny dipping with the five chicks that <laughs> lived on the top floor of my apartment building <laughs> more than likely <laughs> it was the night before but yeah so i got woke up at like I don't know. It was like 10 minutes before the second plane hit. It might not have even been 10 minutes. It might only have been like eight minutes or something. But my mom called me and woke me up. It was like, you know, 830 right. or something, something somewhere around there, I think. And uh, or whatever. I, I can't remember the times the planes hit, but it was, you know. Yeah, it was around there. Less than 10 minutes before the second plane hit. And my mom is just like kind of hysterical on the phone like not like super hysterical mm -hmm. but like my mom was a very well put together woman mm -hmm. and she never got hysterical about yeah. anything so like the little bit of hysteria that she showed 
um, during that moment was alarming to me because I had never seen my mom like that. As a matter of fact, I only saw her like that one other time and it was like way later in her life. And like her brother had accidentally given her a pot brownie and she was like freaking out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this was, that was like fucking almost 20 years after 9 11. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, sorry. Almost 10 years, not 20. My mom passed away 10 years ago, but uh, she called me and was like freaking out. And like, she, she <laughs> if I remember correctly, she was like, Matt, the Germans, the, 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 the Germans. Germans are attacking us. Yeah. And I'm like, mom this this they're, they're ready to play it about or the russians and she like switched at some point and i'm like mom the germans haven't been our enemy since the 1940s like like we 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 defeated hitler except we in took, movies yeah we took Remember down the, the 80s, third right yeah in the 80s like all the bad guys were always german yeah, yeah you know because we we're still we we're yeah. still relying you know yeah terrorists were german in the 80s and movies for those of you that don't know <laughs> we're gonna get sidetracked here for like two seconds for those of you that don't know uh, uh this country uh their form of capitalism for a long time has been uh let's formulate enemies out of people in the media so that yeah. it pushes so that it pushes people consuming things in certain directions <laughs> it's a very real thing Just pay attention to it that's why the russians yeah. have always been our enemy on some level <laughs> and so is china <laughs> but the germans you know they they <laughs> that one fizzled out uh, but but uh, where my mom's hysterical brain went to on 9-11 was that place from when she was a child, you know, and that's this is what propaganda does to your brain. Right. Yeah. My, my mom was born in 1948. So essentially, you know, it's like tunnel vision. Your, your subconscious takes over. Uh, so I was calmed her down, you know, in like five minutes. I'm like, my like, you know, because my mom was like born and raised in like New York City. And yeah like white yep. plains and southern connecticut and i'm like ma just like calm down it's not the germans it's probably just like you said it's probably just some asshole out yeah. for a fucking joyride and was like oh let's go fucking buzz the towers or you know <laughs> <laughs> like the guy had one too many mimosas for fucking breakfast right. for brunch you know yeah well breakfast and and you know as i'm like calming her down and she's starting to calm a, a bit boom that second plane hits yeah and and my mom just went silent and I was just like, ma, I was like, I'm going to hang up the phone right now. I'll be over in like 15 minutes. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in my car and I'm driving straight over to you. And, uh, and, and she said, okay. And like, we hung up and I did just that. I, mm-hmm. cause you know, at that point I was like, okay, that's, this shit isn't an accident. Cause that's, yeah. that's part of the stuff. I was like, mom, what are they saying? She was like, they're saying it was on purpose. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not on purpose. It's not on right, purpose. right, right. Just, just calm. Just like the media makes people hysterical. You know this. Right. Even yeah. back then, they did twenty years ago. Oh yeah. Now it's off the chains, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane now. Like That's now, all they do like, now. <laughs> now they can blatantly tell lies, and like, and people can prove that the media has doesn't have the correct information, and then the media turns around, like the mainstream media turns right around and tells the people that they're wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that our lie is correct, and, or the conspiracy like, theorists. And it's blatant at this point. It's blatant. And it's on all levels. It's on the left. It's on the right. It's everywhere. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, yeah. and, and I think people need to start understanding that they need to turn their TV off and go experience life for themselves out, outside yeah. in the real world and stop listening to the television. Because why do right. you think they call it TV programs? Like, come on. Like, 
<laughs> it's not that hard to figure yeah. out. Yeah. They tell you the answer. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my story. And then, you know, got over there when we both just kind of dumbfoundedly watched the television for the next few hours. Jesus, that, that's just the thing I was telling people not to do. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, everybody that day was like, like that. everybody. I can't, <clears throat> yeah. I, and I, I can't, I hate, I hate footage of 9 11. I don't know what it is, but like, <clears throat> so I, I, like, I hate 9 11. I know nobody likes 9 11, <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I just hate all of the, I, I can't, I can't watch it. I can't, if I, if I start to see the footage, I have to, you know, if I can't turn the channel, I have to shut my eye. I can't, I don't like watching it sucks. planes hit because you're watching hundreds yeah. of people die. People like, die. Instantly. But yeah, I, I do. I do understand your, your pensiveness to, to watch nine 11 stuff. Yeah. So yesterday I just had like, I watched cause when I'm at work, I had to work yesterday. So when I'm at work, I have like this little part of my computer screen that I have like a TV on all the time uh, as I'm working. And I just, I had it on like man versus food. It was like a marathon. No, not, <laughs> great no show. Great show. And it was the old school one too with Adam. Oh, Adam. Oh, that yeah. guy that, that, that dude is like yeah. the best, sorry to get off topic again, but that dude is like the best host of any television show ever. He's really, really good. Yeah. That is like one of the very few reality shows I have ever watched in my entire life. And I watched it religiously. That one. Yeah. And bizarre foods. They were both food ones. Yeah, I that was loved good those shows. Yeah, I also loved the um, No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain. Mm. He was really good. That, that was a decent show. That was a decent yeah. show. Yeah, but anyway, they were good. But uh, so that's what I watched. Uh, I also watched it because last night I met a bunch of friends. We went to um, this uh, what's it called Brazilian Steakhouse where they you know bring the meat around and shit. Is it Texas State Brazil? Or no, is it, it was Rodizio some shit. I don't know. Um, someplace in Annapolis, but it was okay. It was good. I wanted to get really hungry, so I watched it. Dude, those steakhouses <laughs> are the greatest thing that man has ever created. Oh my god, they're so good! Like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> this I was. They just kept coming back. I couldn't yeah, stop so them. I even put the fucking red thing on the table. I'm like, dude, the red thing's right there. But oh, ours is green the whole time. But but yes, I will take a piece yeah. of meat. I can't. <laughs> Tell you no. Yeah, that's great. Those are those are the best. Um, I was like piling shit on, and then I like looked at my girlfriend. And I was like, "Wait, do we get to go things?" And she was like, "No, you absolutely cannot take to go here." And I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, son of a bitch! I wouldn't accept it." Like I was like, "Now I got to eat all of it. I can't throw food away." <laughs> yeah. Let's shift gears. Yeah. What have you been listening to? Oh God, uh, I've I reintroduced myself. Well, actually, no. You know what? I'm going to go with number one first. The fucking Bronx new record. The Bronx Six. Okay. It might be their best record. Really? It's it's so fucking good. From you, that's saying something. Yeah, I love that band. This is like one of my top five favorite bands of all time. It might be their best record. I mean, shit, it already it hit number one in the UK. Wow. And it was self-released. They didn't release it through a record label. They did it themselves. Really? Yeah. And they just went on tour with fucking Rancid and Dropkick Murphys like they might be one of the greatest rock bands of all fucking time. Like they're they're so fucking good. Um, and no, and just to to mention that it hit number one in the UK. It hit number one in the UK for uh, rock slash metal, mm. not number one overall. Right, right. Well, yeah. We um, but but yeah, still, I don't give a fuck about <clears throat> pop music right, anywhere. Right. So that doesn't even count in my book. But um, yeah. 
but like just for some of you guys who aren't Bronx fans, I, I seriously think they might be one of the most underrated bands that there is, or maybe ever there was. Mm. Um, but for some of you guys who have been all over the new uh, Turnstile record, which is another one I've been listening to, which is also fucking fantastic. You guys are sleeping on that Bronx record because guess who was number two in the UK? Turnstile's new record. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you're sleeping, if you like Turnstile, you're sleeping on the Bronx. And like, if you like Turnstile and don't know who the Bronx are, you're sleeping on them because yeah. uh, both those albums are so fucking good. Oh man, the more the more I listen to that new Turnstile record, the more I like it too. It's it's yeah. one of those weird. Although although I disagree with. Uh, the people who are making the relation between Turnstile's new record and Refuse the Shape of Punk to Come. I don't like the distinction there. I don't like <clears throat> people saying that it's, oh, it's it's like the second coming of that record. It's not. Yeah. It isn't. It's a good, it's a really good record. It's a great record, as a matter of fact. But it, yeah. the Shape of Punk to Come by Refused, it is not. Yeah. That is one of the greatest, like hard rock, hardcore punk, electronic. I mean, you can, I think you can add electronic music into yeah. that a little bit, maybe even some drum and bass, uh, of all time. Like it's so, it's not the best drum and bass album of all time for anybody who likes drum and bass. It <laughs> it just has aspects of that in it. But yeah. punk, rock, hardcore, it is. It's it's it is the greatest album of all time in in that aspect. Um, and I can understand where people want to make the connection between the new turnstile and that record. I can understand it, but you shouldn't because that's not what they were trying to do Yeah, at all. They were just trying to do something a little bit different than they had previously. They had a niche audience. They had a, they had a cult audience. They wanted to turn that cult audience into a real audience. And they did. You should listen to it. Though. <clears throat> I will. Uh, so I will if you sure. haven't, it's it, and something that revisited, um, my my ears a whole bunch recently is an album you got up on your wall right behind you there. It's uh, Freaks of Atavism. Ah, uh, yeah. I have revisited Screeching Weasel's new album and yeah. and now I can't stop revisiting. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> it's like those three albums have just been like cycling, playing. Yeah, they're back in the studio too. Oh, God, I can't wait. I, I saw Ben's been posting pictures of him in the studio. <clears throat> I, I for the first time I actually sat down and read all the lyrics to that album. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like I you know, I, I yeah, I hadn't done that with that record yet. That is absolutely his most fantastically written lyrically yeah, album. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I always really really loved Our Brains Hurt. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was a very My brain hurts. One. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what that was? We have forever fucked That's, up that album. That yeah, no shit. That is what I you say call it too when I talk to people. I'm like, "Fuck, that's that's our podcast." Yeah, that is what you call a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my brain hurts. Is when I heard it as a teenager, I was even like, "This is some of the most oh, intelligent shit yeah. I've heard outside of Bad Religion." Uh, like the. The Science of Myth is just such an unbelievably good song, like all around. Uh, and if nobody's heard it, um, it's not on streaming services from what I know, but this band, this band that was on Fat Records called Old Man Markley, that's kind of like a country-ish band, but mm -hmm. a little bit punk-cracky. Um, 
they covered that song. Oh, and really? Their, and their cover of that song is absolutely fucking fantastic. Hmm. Like, take that song, slow it down, add banjo is basically what you get. Wow. Like, yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you've never heard it, you should. It sucks, though. We could start a screeching musical cover band called Our Brains Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can handle their bass lines. <laughs> Like Jason V would have to be involved some way. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Also, oh, also, uh, you know what came out that I didn't even know was coming out, but it did. The Huntingtons <clears throat> dropped oh, really? a dropped another Ram- Ramones cover album. Oh shit! I did not. And know it's that. like it because they did a Ramones cover album back in like I think 1999, and it's really really good. Well, they they just dropped another full length one that covers all the songs that everybody basically wanted to hear them play that they didn't previously. Very cool. Yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> and speaking of the Huntingtons, for people in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, October 29th, they are playing our party at the pie shop for free. It's free. Just show up. The yeah. Jason's, Huntington's, Prozac's. It's going to be a super Apple good Thunder. time. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be awesome, dude so awesome um yeah i can't wait just just remember everybody it's going to be in dc so like there's lots of rules in dc yes so you know proof of vaccination masks all that stuff is like full-blown on switch stuff so just keep that in mind if you're coming yeah and as of right now the pie shop is still accepting a negative test within 72 hours out so yeah that option as well prepare for all of that if you want to come it's free show so you don't spend any money aside from your own drinks Yep. or food or whatever um but yeah just prepare yeah i've been uh so my it's it's funny like i i have a tendency to be decades late on shit um i have never listened to pantera before and i started listening to pantera this week oh <laughs> my friend you are in for a journey uh ron if i if i could make a suggestion uh, please uh, i need help because i'm just kind of overwhelmed at this point so, so. so please guide please. me guide me sir Start off with the one that nobody knows about that Phil. So they have they actually have three. I think it's three. No, four. They have four albums before Cowboys from Hell. Okay. Their very first album is all instrumental. Really? That's correct. Oh, I actually, oh, it might even be their first two albums. I can't remember. But they're the one one of them's like pretty. I think it's it might almost be all instrumental, but it's a lot of instrumental stuff. And like, maybe it's like a few songs that have a singer on mm-hmm. it. Their second album has a different singer. It's not Phil Anselmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in these days, this is in the eighties. These guys were glam, like so glam. Gotcha. They, they were going to be a glam metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, their third record was like their first somewhat endeavor into maybe not so much glam and a little thrash, but it mm-hmm. still wasn't Phil Anselmo. Then they found Phil and they put out this album called Power Metal. Power Metal? Okay. Oh, look it up. Pantera Power Metal on the screen. Look at the fucking album cover and tell All me right. this isn't the greatest thing you've ever seen. Because okay. it because it was their same lineup as Cowboys from Hell and all the way through. It was all four of the same dudes. Fucking, yeah. Fucking Phil, Dimebag, Vinny, and Rex. Oh my God! Look up Power Metal Pantera. Just look at that album. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It's so good. But that album is so fucking good. Wow. Like, if if you are if you were at ever at any point Wait, what, in your life, which which one's? Holy shit! 
Yeah. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Right. How was wow. this? How is this album not more famous or put out wow. by a fucking major label? I maybe they repressed it themselves. I don't know, but it's it's glam and it's thrash and it's like hair metal and it's just the album is fucking perfect. Damn. Cool. <laughs> oh God, I love hair metal. Um. Uh. So then this band called um, Exhorter mm-hmm. existed back in those days. And apparently Phil Anselmo heard Exhorter and was like, yo, guys, if we want to be famous, we need to go this direction. Yeah. And so they did. And then fucking Cowboys from Hell. They, they wrote that album, got signed to a major label, and the rest is fucking history. Uh and the dude who sang for Exhorter and his fucking name, uh, I'm a huge thrash metal guy, especially yeah. back from the, I grew up here in thrash metal and my older stepsisters essentially were hair metal fucking freaks. Yeah. I moved in, they were in their teenage years and I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a crash course. Like one of them was pregnant at 15. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. These chicks were like hair metal through and through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they started down this path of of this just thrashy stuff and so yeah the guy who sang for exhorter now getting back to my other thought uh, i wish i could remember his name but uh exhorter dipped out i think they put out two records in the 80s or, or one in the 80s one in the early 90s and like mm-hmm. dipped out then uh for people living in my area uh, richmond virginia had this really awesome like kind of like sludge metal band um called fucking alabama thunder pussy mm. some people out there definitely heard of this band yeah uh they were on a major label for a little bit but uh their final record for whatever reason the guy who had sang for them for years i don't know the story but he was not there anymore and they fucking brought the dude from Exorder in all these uh-huh. years later and sang on their final record and uh for those of you also that don't know the the longtime drummer for avail eric larson uh he is Alabama Thunder Pussy's lead guitarist. The dude is sick on guitar. Wow. Like I think drums is actually his second instrument. But yeah, so Eric Larson and the dude from Exorder and that album slays so much. Mm. It's such a good fucking record. I actually saw them on tour. Uh, oh, cool. That record. Oh, it's such a good fucking record. Um, it's like Southern rock and fucking hair metal and thrash metal all kind of mixed into one. And yeah. it's, it's so good. Um, but then because of a bunch, I know a bunch of people found out around that time that like the reason why Pantera sounded like they did was because I Phil like gave an interview where he said Exorder was like the reason. Mm. So Exorder, well, that Alabama Thunder Pussy album gained some traction and then Exorder gained some more traction and actually ended up putting out a new record like not too long ago. I think it was like 2018 or 2017. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And it was really, really good for, you know, it's like, it was like 80s thrash metal, you know, Yeah. in, <laughs> like now times uh well yeah uh pantera would have been a glam metal band or maybe never <laughs> even been famous <laughs> if exhorter never existed that's really funny yeah and and uh <clears throat> and i saw your post on facebook the other day about your daughter and like her song being her warm-up song being like five walk. minutes no no a walk yeah, yeah. and uh you're like we've done something right yeah 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 and that's and that's when i started i i so her mother, my ex-wife, 
is into metal and I guess she listened to Pantera with her because she didn't listen to it with me because I never listened to Pantera. Um, and we were going through her, you know, it was it's her senior year of field hockey. So they have to do this stuff. They had to, they're doing this brochure. They have to put like, you know, their position, what their favorite memory of field hockey was and what's their pump up song. And she put walk because I told her, I was like, you should put some crazy metal song just to just because everybody's putting like a pop song or a rap song, you know, um, she's like, oh, walk Pantera. I used to listen to that, you know, before I was like, so I was like, right, let's put it on and see what it sounds. And it was I was like, this is fucking rad. Yeah. And uh, she put it on there and it was funny. Like, <laughs> so my 17 year old daughter got me to listening to Pantera Dude. in the year 2021. Dude, just fucking if you if you haven't put on vulgar display of power from start to finish, you need to. I haven't. Listen, so I, yeah, well, bro, listen to that song like yeah. or not song fucking uh, album. Yeah. Yeah. Vulgar display of power is like some of the most punkest metal shit that there ever fucking yeah. was. Like, dude, the, yeah. the song fucking hostile is just it's off the it's off the yeah. charts, man. Like that that album. uh God, I remember being like a teenager, being like fucking 14 or whatever. 13, yeah, I couldn't imagine like hearing rocking. that when I was yeah. that age. I would have oh been blown God. away, man. <laughs> Dude, I was so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. So, yeah, I've been like dabbling in Pantera. So now I have a now since Matt is my guide. Super good band, man. Like, yeah, I mean, they got way overhyped at some point in their careers, but like right. they deserved every fucking second of it. Yeah. I mean, the motherfuckers had a party at their house after the Dallas Stars won the fucking Stanley Cup in whatever year, 19, whatever yeah. year that was when Brett Hull was playing for the Dallas Stars. Oh, yeah. And like, and like Vinny, the drummer, tells a story about how like, oh, what, what the fuck was his name? Guy, Yuri something. One of the players for the Stars was standing on top of the roof out back because the pool was like, mm -hmm. you know, he was trying to jump off the roof of the fucking <laughs> house into the pool with the Stanley Cup. Like, you know. <laughs> And he fucking dropped the cup on oh. accident and the cup fell and hit the fucking side of the pool and bounced in and got this huge dent in it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, so is Pantera from Dallas? Is that where they're yes. from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. And, and they, dude, they wrote the fucking Dallas song, stars fight song still to this day. Really? In, in the Dallas stars stadium, they play the song that Pantera wrote wow. for them. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. They, they're huge. Vinny and dime were huge hockey fans. Okay. Yeah. So, so Vinny passed away recently, right? No, wait. The drummer? What did he? I thought he did. Hold up. <laughs> What's his name? What's his full name? Fucking uh, Vincent Paul. <laughs> I don't know his middle name. <laughs> no way. There's, there's. I feel like yeah, I yeah, June twenty second, twenty eighteen. Oh God, yeah, God, I'm such an asshole. Yeah, Vinny did go. Holy fuck. That's right. He wasn't that old. An asshole. No. Yeah, he wasn't that old at all. He wasn't that old at all. Was Dime, when Dime was killed, he was like 42, 41. He used that lead guitarist, Dimebag? Yeah. They were brothers. Oh, really? They're both of them brothers. Yeah. Okay. Dimebag Daryl. He was 42 when he passed away? I think it was like, I think it was, it was early 40s, but it was like back in like 2006, 2008. Somewhere in that realm. No, it's 2005, 2004. Wasn't as late as 2008. 2004. I mean, I, 2004. Yeah, December 8th. Oh, on my birthday. Damn. December 8th, 2004. 
Yeah, do you even know that story? Nope. Dude, they were playing a fucking show and some guy... Some Wait, like is he schi- the one who got shot? Yeah, some schizophrenic dude fucking walked up on stage with a shotgun and fucking blew his oh, damn. brains out, essentially. Like, it's brutal. Holy and, and the guy was in the military and there was like all these signs of him being crazy and the military just ignored, 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 ignored and then finally fucking kicked him out. And like, Damn. he had this whole fucking diary where he like blamed like Pantera breaking up on Dimebag. And so it wasn't Pantera on stage. It was, um, uh, shit. What was the fucking damage plan? I think was the band that okay. Vinny, Vinny and yeah, Dimebag and Vinny started a new band after that called Damage Plan. Um, damage they also, plan, yeah, yeah, they also played with uh, Edgar Allan Co. uh, hmm. for a record or two. You know the old country dude. Yeah, yeah. With it was called uh, Rebel Meets Rebel. But um, Damn. but yeah, the Damage Plan. The guy just he got up on stage with a shotgun and just fucking and like and like one of their crew like took a fucking shot for Dime too. Like jumped in front of the fucking. I think I don't know if it's the first shot because I you know obviously that'd be yeah. pretty hard to do, but um because nobody knows it was coming but but like one of their fucking crew like dove in front of the dude shooting and, and he also died oh shit if i remember correctly i'm pretty sure he died but yeah like like one of their crew i remember that to give his life put for two, and two together and, that's yeah th- that's how rad of a dude dime bad yeah. was yeah damn yeah because all, all their crazy. crew were like long time people you know yeah wow phil Pantera broke up because Phil just became a fucking asshole because he got addicted to opioids. Yeah. Damn. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna really dig deep into Pantera this week. Yeah. This is the most metal episode we've ever had. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, unless was except when Jason V's on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody out there, since we're talking about metal, go listen to Night Demon. They're amazing. Hell yeah, Night Demon. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so vulgar display. Vulgar display of power, man. Listen to that album all the way through. It's, it's like just it. The whole thing is just in your fucking face. So so good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like this is why a lot of the bands kept coming out of the '80s. A lot of the thrash metal bands were so fucking amazing. Is because they all had punk rock roots, right? Like like Slayer, like Jeff Hanneman, who basically wrote everything of Slayer's for the longest time. Or you know, at least like eighty-five percent of their mm. shit was the hugest punk fan growing up. Like the motherfucker loved the Misfits and yeah, uh, fucking like um, TSOL and DI and mm-hmm. just uh, DRL. Like the motherfucker loved all these fucking bands. Uh, same thing with fucking the dude who made Metallica. Who Metallica was because Metallica sucked ever since he died. But yeah, Cliff Burton too, man. Like huge punk rock fan huge misfits fan like huge punk rock fan like all these all these dudes uh again too pantera fucking vinnie and dime huge punk fans coming out of the 80s like they on the if anybody remembers the soundtrack for the the movie the crow back from like whatever oh yeah 1990 1991 or 92 even somewhere around there um at the time it was easily the greatest soundtrack to any movie ever made. Yeah. Um, easily. I think some people still hold that true mm-hmm. today. And I, and I would 
be a person that probably would argue for it than against it. Mm. Um, there are some other ones in there that are pretty good, but that one very specifically was fucking amazing. Uh, Pantera had a song on that soundtrack of them covering an old fucking punk hardcore song from uh, nice. Poison Poison Idea. Oh, okay, yeah. The song is called The Badge. And cool. Poison Idea's version of that song is amazing, but Pantera did it better. They really did. They're very, they're very similar. Pantera didn't do anything yeah. special to it. They basically just mm-hmm. covered the song. They just yeah. did it their their way, which right. or their sound, you know. Um, and Phil Anselmo is an exceptionally talented vocalist. Yeah, the guy from really Poison Idea may not be so exceptionally <laughs> talented. Yeah. I do. I love Poison Idea. Don't get me wrong. Like. I remember the early '90s and fucking rocking the shit out of Poison Idea, yeah, because uh, of a song they had uh, on one of the early Epitaph comps, like the um, Punkoramas. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a Poison Idea album because of one of the songs they had on one of the early Punkoramas, and I was sold. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm such the big, I'm the biggest like Circle Jerks fan." And Poison Idea, like, just I heard that song and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like Circle Jerks with a different fucking vocalist." Yeah. Um, and loved every second of it uh but oh my god there is there is a seven inch that exists and uh, a friend of mine owns it and it is a seven inch that is the badge and one side is poison ideas song oh and the other side the other is side is pantera's, pantera's cover of the song awesome. yes i want the seven inch but it, it, apparently it's hard to find yeah damn i don't know what's going on so announcements i talked to jason v they're gonna have the song ready soon we have the song coming out from Jason's October 29th at the pie shop. Uh, Kelly Ogden of the Dolly Rots this week. Maybe I'll leave this podcast with a song from the new Elements album, even though it's not mastered. <laughs> no, whatever. Somebody it, needs to hear this shit. If, it, if it's just if it's just one song, it's not like, yeah, no, no one in their right mind is going to be able to tell anything about mastering. Oh, yeah. After just yeah. hearing one song off right. an album, you know? Yeah. Off of a podcast, too. Like, I mean, mastering is like, like, if you don't know anything about right. going into the studio, like, yeah, your, ear, it, your ear yeah. is going to yeah. know the difference between something that's mastered and not. Yeah. So, my band, The Ailments, has an album coming out, Ail Force One. Uh, it'll <laughs> be out in the future. yay future um the artwork is being done right now by pat higgins badass artist who does does all my snubbed records arts um it's a funny ass album cover um you know but uh i'm gonna leave with a song i don't know what song yet l force one is a great song that's a great song like you should play that song okay this, this podcast on our very, 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 very first episode, heard track one off the album. That's right. Which is Right to Hate, which is a fantastic right. fucking song. It, My goodness, it's a great song. Uh, That's a good song, yeah. yeah. I, I, After hearing this album, I, I think Air Force One is probably the second best song on the record. Cool. There's, yeah. there's a couple other bangers on there, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Air Force One is probably my second favorite record. Or cool. second favorite song on the record. All right. Here is Air Force One.
Thank you.